Welcome. I'm Maria White, professional organizer, owner of Enough With The Stuff, and host of this podcast, Organize Your Stuff. I am thrilled you're joining me for a listen today. I will share tips on getting organized in all areas of your life, so stay tuned for simple tips or interviews with industry experts sharing their unique methods and insights for getting your home and life organized once and for all. This podcast will provide support, encouragement, and motivation along the way. I hope while you are listening, the topic will resonate and inspire you to organize your stuff. Welcome everybody to the next episode of Organize Your Stuff. Over the last two episodes, I have discussed handling your paper files and organizing your email. So today I wanna take a look at organizing your digital files on your computer. Like the previous two episodes, this will be a way to realistically get organized for those who don't want to be bothered with a particular naming convention on every document they saved. It will just be a basic, simple method for getting the information contained in a generally organized fashion in order to save you all that grief when you're searching for something in your files. Sometimes you may get really frustrated because you can't find it, you don't remember where you put it. So if you can follow some of these basic, really simple steps, I hope this will help you have a better way to access all of that information that you're storing on your computer. If you're in a work environment, then you probably have specific naming conventions that you must follow with your office, starting with maybe the year, month, and day, the name with a file that the um, name must include. And this episode is not going to really get into that kind of naming convention. I want to let you know that digital filing doesn't really need to be complicated and hyper-detailed when it's for your own personal use. The more complicated you make any type of filing, whether it's paper or email or your digital files on your computer, the more likely you are to not actually get around to doing it or keeping it organized from the beginning. I don't want you guys to be dealing with and living with and being frustrated with a freaking hot mess on your computer. So let's just get down to it and I'm going to really break it down. It's going to be super simple and very basic. First of all, I want to point out that the search feature on your computer is a very powerful tool. But organizing the files as you go really does make it easier to find what you need when you need it. Yeah, that search feature is definitely your friend, but let's try and get everything organized up front. Since I use my computer for personal and business files, right off the bat, I made a master folder labeled business and a master folder labeled personal. So all of the subsequent files fall within those two folders. It makes it for a much cleaner file structure and so if you volunteer on a board or a charity organization, then maybe you would like to create a third master folder for your life so that you can keep all of that organized in out of your own personal information. Under your personal master folder, you can create subfolders that contain everything to do with your life, such as photos, health resources, medical records, exercise, recipes, online classes, articles, school, your kids, pets, and on and on and on. Within each of these subfolders, there may even be more subfolders. For example, under kids, each child would get their own subfolder, and maybe each child has many subfolders under that, depending on how you want to break up the information for them. It could have a folder for summer camp, school, sports, clubs, or scouts, or each child may simply have subfolders for each year, and everything for their school and activities for that year lives in their respective folders. It just really depends on how complicated and micro specific and organized you want to make all of that information. If you choose to keep a separate school folder, it might contain a subfolder for each school year, but that may depend on how much information you're keeping related to your children's school. 
potentially, I guess it could have correspondences to your teachers, the school, notes, services for your child, PTA, certificates and awards earned throughout the year. But everyone's will look totally different depending on your unique needs. So don't get hung up and trying to recreate the wheel the way I'm talking about it here. Your needs are totally different from my needs. So just use the basic information about creating folders and subfolders and make it work for your own situation. Here are a few of my personal folders that I have on my computer. I keep one called Family Health and I have subfolders named for each person in the family. So that keeps everything really simple to find. I also have one called Health Resources where I keep information I find online about various health issues that concern my family. Obviously I have one for my family photos and I subdivide those by year. I have one for college information that contains information to help us navigate that fun college process for my kids who are hitting that point in their lives. Another called manuals for just a few of the ones that I wanted to keep on hand. I have one for summer camps, one for my yoga videos, recipes, charts for my kids and their chores for when they were little. So I'm about ready to delete that whole entire folder. I also keep a folder with my will and testament it's not legal in that digital form, but I keep a copy just as a backup. I also keep information on my classes that I've taken uh, or notes and whatnot I have taken over the years for either my business or just personal interests. And my favorite folder is the one with information on tiny houses because that is my dream to one day build a tiny house. You guys maybe think that's crazy, but that is totally right up my alley. I love the whole concept. I love the idea of it. And so I keep a lot of information in folders on my computer or bookmarked on my phone. It's just a lot of fun to look at and think about and dream about. Be sure that you name folders with the words that you would use in order to remember where you saved it. For example, you might label a folder for recipes as cooking instead of recipes. Or maybe you would call it yummy or easy recipes. You get the idea. So exercise might instead be workout or maybe you call it sweating <laughs> or getting in shape. So just come up with words that you actually use from day to day to refer to those particular topics so that it really resonates for you when you're looking for that particular folder and know where you're going to tuck any new information. So don't feel you have to use conventional names for your labels like cooking or exercise. It can totally be up to you how you name them. Be sure that when you are downloading things from online, and they're things you really want to keep track of or pictures that you are giving all of the names that are obvious as to what you are saving. There's no wrong or right name for these particular documents or folder. You just have to know what it is that you are referring to when you see that name on the computer and you only see a few of the words. It needs to spark in your mind what it is and, and trigger that memory. Because a lot of times downloads, uh, when you start downloading the process and you want to save it onto your computer, It'll just have a total gobbledygook type of name and it will mean absolutely nothing when you see it on the screen of your computer with all of your other downloads and they all have crazy gobbledygook names. How will you know what is what until you start having to open one at a time to find what you're looking for. So save yourself a lot of time and frustration and name it before you actually hit the save button. For photos, you could name folders by year or events it would be easy to simply create yearly folders and within each one, if you have some big events like weddings, family vacations, etc., you could create a separate subfolder within the yearly folder. 
it really helps to keep everything super organized and you will be able to go exactly to whatever folder you are looking for when the time comes to share those pictures. I highly recommend that you use a cloud-based backup as well. I personally use Dropbox, which is so easy to use. When you download the app onto your computer, you simply just move all the folders into Dropbox. Now anytime you open a document that is within that Dropbox and you make a change, it's saved automatically in the cloud as well. So then you can access that information from any device, from anywhere that has Wi-Fi, and it's the current and latest updated information. You don't have to do any extra work in order to ensure that it's all saved. You just open that folder within Dropbox and it automatically gets saved. I really think you should be using some sort of online, in the cloud type of storage, whether it's Google or Apple, anything that will help save your data, your pictures that are so precious to all of us. Your computer is bound to crash. There's no question in that. It's just a matter of when, or it may just become so outdated and slow that you can't really access things easily. So plan ahead by getting all that information and those precious photos in the cloud you can store them in a couple of places if you really are nervous about it, but any of those platforms can do the job, Dropbox, Google Drive, or Apple. And no matter where you save all of that information, it's still critical that you are organizing them as you go. So if you're storing your pictures in Google Drive or Google Photos, whatever they call it, in iCloud, you can still get in there and organize them into folders. Otherwise, you just have this endless, endless, endless list of photos to scroll through when you're trying to look for something. So save yourself a lot of grief, get them organized now. You can just literally go in there, instead of trying to get all that backlog done and caught up, just go in and create folders with categories that you know you pretty much are having. So whether it's family gatherings or just, again, just set up the yearly folders and start from 2020, any new pictures that are coming in on your phone or getting emailed to you from family members, be sure to just add them into that folder directly and then you could start working backwards a little at a time with all those previous years that are just now kind of all commingled together. Again, for your information, you, you want to create the folders just like you do on your computer. So if you're using Dropbox, again, it's all automatically saved as is the way you have it on your computer. Google Drive is similar. You just have to set up your folders and keep everything organized. I personally haven't quite ever gotten used to the Google Drive format and layout. I just seem to have trouble navigating through it and getting my folders the way I want them. So I do prefer to do it all on my computer. I don't have a Mac, I don't have Apple. So I just use my Microsoft Word for my documents and I create all those folders in Dropbox and it works out really well for me, but that's just me. So whatever format or platform you're using, just try and create those basic folders. So just keep in mind that if you aren't currently keeping anything on the cloud, then you are really risking losing everything. And nobody wants to lose all those pictures because those are really great memories. And most people in today's day and age, all of your children's photos are on your phone or on some sort of digital format. So you don't have those pictures printed. You don't have the photo albums. Those are from my children's day. We started with photo albums and then it slowly morphed into the digital world. So I do have some in photo albums personally. And then most of the pictures, well, I'd say all of the pictures for number three, my number three child, are all digital. So another great, fantastic way to save or, or share or actually 
appreciate the pictures and see them more regularly is to get one of those digital picture frames. I can't say enough great things about digital picture frames. There's so many out there that have Wi-Fi, which enable you to either email pictures directly to the frame, or as the case with my new frame that I have, it has an app and you send the code to family members and friends and they use that code one time and after that they have access to send any pictures to your frame. And the frame that I have is fantastic. It's actually a touch screen. You can send little video snippets and you can do a little bit of adjusting with the photos and you can also delete them easily. So if somebody sends you a picture that's really embarrassing about you, <laughs> if you, there's a picture of you that's super embarrassing they send, just delete it. You don't have to have it on your frame just because they sent it to you. But it's a lot of fun. And I love this new updated frame that I do have because my old one died. And luckily I had moved the pictures onto a thumb drive and added them to my computer because I was going to do some editing and change out pictures and put some new ones on. And it was the old style of frame where you had to actually do that with a thumb drive from your computer and it just never got updated. So these new frames that are Wi-Fi enabled just make it a no brainer. You just go through the app and it goes to your pictures and you just start picking and tapping all the pictures you want added. My particular frame, I can add little titles so that I can date things and put specific you know, information about the event. Um, you can have those show or not show. It's pretty cool, it's a pretty neat frame. So I definitely encourage you guys to look into those. There's a lot of different price points. They can get a little pricey, but maybe next year you can have it for your Christmas present or your birthday ask a family friend, but definitely I encourage you to give these to grandparents because it's the best way to actually see the pictures. I find myself just sitting at my table staring at the pictures while I'm eating and it's just a lot of fun and you never know when you're getting a new picture. It's just, it's pretty cool and you get to see and actually appreciate the pictures rather than storing them all on your computer where they never get seen by anybody or they're sitting on your phone and then finally your phone gets too full and you can't take the new pictures. So think about that. That's another option for at least appreciating those pictures that you're taking and saving. Um, so I wanted to go back to Dropbox. It is a really great, like I said, cloud storage. It's easy to access. It's also really easy to share information from Dropbox. So you can easily you know, send documents or photos from there. Um, there is a free introductory level. You get two gigabytes of storage. Um, I did finally have to upgrade to the, the plus plan and so I do pay $9.99 a month for that but it gives me two terabytes of storage and with all my documents for my business, personal and my photos because I do love my photos of my kids it gives me a lot more storage and I'm you know not having to worry about not being able to save what I want to save on there and everything's protected. So it really all depends on how you store your documents and photos, whether you would need Dropbox, but I definitely encourage you to use some sort of cloud-based storage. Anyways, however you end up storing your things, just remember, create folders with titles that make sense for you and that they all have subfolders with the information, unless it's just a little bit of information, you don't need to start creating subfolders. Good luck organizing all those files and photos. And if you do have any questions, feel free to reach out to me through my website or social media, and links are gonna be in the show notes as usual. And as always, if you did find this information useful and think others would too, please share it on social media. I need you guys to help me out so I can grow. And please, 
I really encourage you guys to send topics that you would like me to cover. Sometimes I get a little stuck on trying to come up with a topic for these podcasts because I feel like the information I share sometimes is stuff that everyone should know. I forget that not everybody does until I'm working with a client and they're surprised to learn something from me. So please, please don't be shy about reaching out to me. You can shoot me an email or a message through social media. And I really hope to hear from all of you with some great topic ideas that you would like me to cover. Or if you have any questions at all about creating these folders within your computer, email, or your paper. Have a great day, everybody. After listening to this podcast today, I hope you have some useful takeaways and feel super motivated to get organized. But maybe you're at a loss with how to start or where to go next in your organizing journey. Wouldn't it be amazing to have me right there to guide you through the process when you're losing motivation or feeling stuck with what to do next? I may not live near you, so through the wonders of our modern technology, I can be right by your side. Virtually, of course. You heard me. I offer virtual organizing. Reach out to me through my website linked below and we could schedule your first session today. Also, don't forget to reach out to me on social media with comments about an episode or a topic you would like covered in a future podcast. Links are below in the show notes. Go get your organizing on.